0: Welcome to Becoming Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Taylor Campbell. I'm a birth and bereavement doula, as well as an adoption and surrogacy doula. Doula means woman who serves. And although I love happy births, adoptions, and surrogacy, the pro bono part of my business is in bereavement. I'm here to help you. I'm also mom of 18, yes, 18 children with over 30 years experience in the trenches as a mom myself. We have a huge blended family, and I've also experienced the loss of our adult son. Remember, give a shout out to those brave enough to share their stories on how they have become parents. Let's dive in. Welcome to Becoming Parents. I am your host, Jen Taylor Campbell, and also the guest. Today is a solo episode on miscarriage. I'm going to jump right in Today, it's really interesting, I was featured on a blog for Your Runner Dad, and I'll have links to all of that in the description. It was really an honor, and the interesting thing in that is that I wrote this blog post at the beginning of 2022, and I know that because in it, I said my daughter would be turning 30 in April of 2022, and... It's now November. It's not abnormal to write a blog post, a guest post, and have it come out at a later date. It's just interesting how fast time flies, for sure, because that oldest biological daughter is over 30 now, and I feel like I should still be 30, and I am turning 52. In the blog post, I discussed how running really saved me from all of the emotions I had inside. I started running with a group from work. The doctor at the office was a runner and wanted to get the entire office together and do a half marathon. And I had run kind of as the cardio that was part of working out, but I wasn't super consistent. I was on the track team in seventh and eighth grade, then nothing until college when we all gained the college 15 and decided that running would be part of our weight loss, which it was, and I kind of just off and on ran, but not with a ton of dedication. One of the things that's interesting about this is that running, in my opinion, in my observation, is predominantly an introverted sport, especially among men. And I am this massive raging extrovert. I talk to process. Everything for me is external. Running was really difficult for me because I had to learn how to be okay with my thoughts and process through them in my head more than I did externally. The beginning of my running journey also happens fairly soon after I moved to Reno. It was within three years of losing twins at 16 weeks and two years... From when I had had the hysterectomy, I had signed up with a trainer, a physical trainer, when I moved to Reno within a year after that hysterectomy, lost weight, did some fitness competitions, and then got into running. One of the things I really didn't like about the fitness competitions is that I could hardly run a mile. I wanted some balance between being able to run and being able to lift weights. We did this half marathon together with this office, and it taught me a ton. It taught me how angry I was. I was going through a divorce, working up to four jobs, had lost twins at 16 weeks. It was my third miscarriage and my seventh pregnancy. I had gotten a hysterectomy. And although that saved my life, I was still angry that I didn't have the choice to not have kids anymore. And honestly, I felt like I was less of a woman. Running helped me really recognize how angry and how sad I was. And it helped me learn how to process things better in my head and work through a lot of that fast forward i lost a son at 23 years old i've had a lot of other loss in my life and i think for the most part i've dealt with grief and loss pretty well i've figured out how to work through it i definitely have prioritized my own self-care my own therapy in different ways, I learned what worked the best for me personally. And I really leaned into that wanting to become the best version of myself for my kids, for myself, for my sanity in raising kids and continuing foster care. What's interesting with the miscarriage though, is you're kind of told to just walk it off. It's not counted as a child. It's not really recognized as a loss. Women don't really discuss those things. It was interesting when this blog post was published today, and I hadn't read through it since I submitted it 10 months ago, how much the miscarriages and the divorce were difficult for me and how many ways really in the last 18 years I have had opportunities to work through that and i think that that's just such an amazing thing i'm not telling you you should go out and run and once you become a runner you're going to work through all of your grief and loss i am telling you it was fascinating that that came out on the day that i'm discussing more about miscarriage and i'd also like to encourage everyone to really look at the ways that you have handled tough situations in your past including miscarriage and really lean on those in order to continue to work through your grief. I do have a grief support guide on my website. This is something I was asked for a lot. So I turned it into a PDF and the PDF became so big that it became a page on the website. This is really helpful for more DIYing through the grief and loss of miscarriage. And also sharing information with family and friends about what you're going through and how they can best help and support you without having to come up with the words yourself. It's sort of a way that I could advocate on your behalf to give you the information to share. Here's the interesting thing in working through my own miscarriages. And really, I did the final work in that when I became a bereavement doula. The biggest thing with miscarriage, fatal diagnosis, terminal NICU... Long-term NICU stillbirth is that I can do the most help, absolutely the most, when it's happening. And when is it the most difficult to get the information out? When it's happening. When you're a woman who's going through something like this, first of all, usually it's a surprise, and it's traumatic, and you're overwhelmed. Also, Oftentimes it's in the hospital and even when it's at your house, you don't realize that there are options and you don't even know what questions to ask. And there's no medical staff that's going to offer it up, which is such a shame. One of the biggest pushes for me in my bereavement doula section of my business, one is pro bono. So I'm not going to charge. It's based on donations only. Or if we can submit information to your insurance. The other thing about this is I need to get a phone call, right? And if I'm not getting a phone call, then it's because people don't know who I am. And it's getting that information into the hospitals, the emergency room staff, and that's the biggest push in this portion of my business and also just making people aware so that my business cards are there, my phone number that is there, and actually the hospital staff can be in charge of calling me so I can come in. There's no charge to the hospital. It takes a lot of pressure off the hospital staff, feeling like they don't really know what to do. Some hospitals have bereavement kits, but again, there's not really enough in there that takes care of and helps in the situation in the moment with cremation of the baby and you being able to get pictures and take everything home that's possible one of the ways that i found out about what's helpful other than my own experience and what i didn't get and through my training was actually going through my first client that called me with a miscarriage at six weeks and that first client happened to me my daughter olivia was on my podcast several times and one of them was discussing that miscarriage and also the bereavement doula that was local to her in arizona i'm in nevada and she's in arizona so we needed to find someone and the woman that olivia found happened to have the same training that i did and she did placenta encapsulation we figured out an entire process really olivia's miscarriage as traumatic and sad as it was for her opened up so many doors so much information i now have a new process and how i work with women in the first trimester miscarriages which is when 80 percent of them happen the doula also came on and talked about her experience with her kids and also her experience with olivia and how it changed the trajectory of her business but the biggest thing about miscarriage is calling someone when it happens And being aware that there are options in the first trimester beyond mortuaries. It's hard when something traumatic is also such a blessing and a gift. I don't ever want to minimize my daughter's loss and her miscarriage. The great thing was that we were able to really work through that because I was present with her while it was happening. The other great thing are all the blessings that came from her miscarriage and how many women emily and i have been able to help and how many other doulas and women who do placenta encapsulation have been able to also expand their business and help women in those miscarriages up to 20 weeks this podcast episode is really about spreading awareness sharing this episode so that we can get the word out that there are so many options to women when they have a loss and even if you're not in the same state as i am or the same country if you have the ability to pick up the phone and call either as you're going through that loss and that trauma Or as someone who is present in the room with someone else who's going through that loss, so much more can get done. It's also a way for me to spread the word and awareness so that if you have connections in hospitals with other doulas, women who do placenta encapsulation, we can really start to... Help women as they're going through miscarriage. I know it's possible that it seems a little disconnected that I went on a tangent about my running because that blog was posted today. What I do think is super important is finding additional out of the box ways that you can work through your grief and loss. It's a part of my business I'm exceptionally passionate about. It's taken on a life of its own. I have a bereavement resource page as well as the grief support guide. I have so many places I can send you to get help outside of kind of picking up where I leave off in the grief and bereavement loss assistance. It's been just so exceptionally beautiful to see the work that can be done and the positivity that can happen coming from such a traumatic situation. So help me in spreading the word. Help me in connecting myself and other people in these birth spaces where women really, really need support and to come together and to have a voice and to have a way to process through their loss. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much and all of the support coming from all directions surrounding the topic of grief and loss. Have an amazing day.